You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. It's been said that a man can live 40 days with no food. Our Lord did that when he was in the wilderness for 40 days. I've known people that have fasted 40 days, even in this church. Uh, You can go without food for 40 days. You can go without water for three. You can go without air for eight minutes. But you cannot live a second without hope. I think as I look at our great country and our churches in America, it seems like some believe all hope is gone. It seems like, I think for some, like we are passing down a journey like no no other generation has ever faced what we're facing. Now, I don't have to go through the ramifications. I've told us all for so long, whether it's World War I, II, the Spanish flu, the, 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 uh, uh, all the various things, the uh, Black Friday on, uh, went on our country and, and uh, uh, lost everything in 1929, on and on it goes. We're not the first generation. Communism, communism snuck her way into our Senate in the 19, early 50s, late 40s. Uh, what, what a, what a, we think we're, we're the first one to have Supreme Court justices that are not saved. I don't know. I don't know. And they're almost all Catholics. I don't know if they're saved. I have no idea who's saved and who's not saved. My, my hope's not, my, my hope in your hope should never be founded in government. That'll discourage you every time. You never get 100% that are right, you, we never get 50% that are right. On and on it goes. But a person must have hope. Amen. We have to have hope because there's children that are watching. Yes. Mm. I want to tell you, teenagers, a young man, about many years ago, George H. Bush was the, the, was the president. We invaded an area to try to help uh, for freedom. And, and a college, high school student said to me, I, I'm not going to go to college. I don't even want to finish high school. I said, why? He said, because, because I'm just going to go to war. They're going to institute the draft. And they're going to, uh, I'm going to go to war. I'll die over there anyway. I don't want to go be a soldier. I'm just going to die. Well, by the way, that war's long gone and there was no draft. Let's stop being such fatalists. If there's ever a day that a Christian and that the New Testament church needs to offer hope to this world, it is this year, this moment, the day we live today, there needs to be hope. I'm so glad for hope. Hope is the anticipation of good in the near future. I just anticipate great things are happening. Wait a minute. You know what could happen? We could go into tyranny and people may turn to God. We could have something called the rapture of the church and go to heaven. Friend, it's not over. I'm so very grateful for hope. Staff members, you will fail without hope. Deacons, we will fail without hope. Mothers, you will fail. Dads, you will fail. Husbands, wives, we will fail without hope. There needs to be hope. Well, where is hope? Well, it's not in the news. The news will not give you any hope. 
I mentioned William Borden, uh, the, the, the man that died age 24. Do you know that every nation of the world carried his funeral? And the songs and the hymns that were sung, New York, New York papers, Chicago papers, all the papers had not only the entire messages of his, his funeral, but had every word of every song, there is a fountain filled with blood and others that were printed on the front page. There's a lot of hope, but it's not in the news. It is not in politics. It is not in money. My hope is not in money, it's not in pleasure, it's not in fun, it's not in sports, it's not in government. How can a person have hope in a hopeless world? I'm glad you asked. My message today is hope in a hopeless world. There's no hope in any of those cases I just, institutions I just mentioned. But there is hope in God. And you'll be glad to know, I I tell preacher boys, don't ever tell them how many points you have. Because if you take 10 minutes on point one and you have 10 points, I think this is going to be a long message. (laughs) But for your sake, I'll tell you this, I have nine points, but I've already crossed out a whole bunch of them. I'll not get to them. I might only get to one. It may be four hours on that one, but I'll get to one today. I want to have hope. My wife deserves to live with a man that has hope, huge hope, the anticipation it's going to be okay. Everything's all right. In my father, I want to have hope for my wife. I want to have hope for my kids, my grandkids. I want to have hope for these youth. I want to have hope for the college students. I want to have hope for the young couples. Amen. I'll do my old man. Amen. It takes longer to preach, but I want to have hope for God's people. I want to have hope for preachers. I want to have hope for America. I want to have hope that God can still send a mighty revival before the rapture, for He's not willing that any should perish. Oh yes, I expect a revival. So, well, I don't think it's going to come. It's going to wax worse and worse. I know. Let it be worse and worse everywhere else, but not right here. I'll tell you what, Wednesday night, you're preaching. God is doing something on Wednesday nights here in this church. I mean, I just, I sit down here with my wife. We hear the good special music, and we're, we're in a series on faith with Brother Cooper right now. And I'm telling you what, I, I see the invitations, and the aisles are flooded. God's doing something. Hey, our buses have rebounded. We opened up another five rest homes, and we had 17. They're coming back. I want you to know the adult departments in our church is just exploding right now. It's growth. People, visitors are coming. Uh, people are being saved. We're up to nearly we're 20,000 Bibles out so far this year. We had over 117 last thousand last year. We had over 50,000 a year before. Something's happening. Yeah. Our listeners on KMBBC, it is all around the globe. God's done something, and it's doing something. It's not over yet. Hope. I want to have hope. Now, I'll give you a scripture, but I won't ask you to leave uh, this text here. Look at verse 20. And neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us. All, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. By the way, that verse needs to be read with the last verse, the last line came to pass that as they escaped all safe to land. They had to go through a storm. They had to go through shipwreck. They had to be out in the deep. They had to hang on to that wood. But friend, they made it to the other side and we're gonna make it as well. I have hope. 
I believe that. You folks that are living in depression, don't, don't, don't turn to medicine to get you out of what you ever read what antidepressants, what, one of the first things about antidepressants? Suicidal thoughts. Man, I've already got those without taking the drugs. Why do I want more? Hold on, friends. Say, well, you need a therapist. Oh, oh, that's going to be a big help. Someone whose own life is all messed up. No, I tell you, there's a, I want you to see there's a source. There's a source, and it's God Almighty. In my Bible, you don't need to turn there. Trust me on it. I'll read it. You can write it down. Psalm 31, 24, be of good courage. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. My strength is going to come on my dependency, my hope, my anticipation that God is still God. I mean, we're in trouble. If you can't even describe, and you're going for the highest court of the land, you can't even describe what a woman is. One question, can you describe a woman? I can't do that. And you want to help govern our lives and you don't know what a woman is? Get a little quiet in here now. I'm talking about the fact that the Supreme Court is not my hope. My Supreme Court never has given me strength. My lifetime, I don't know when they've ruled anything that's been encouraging to me. In all 40 years of my life that I've lived, That's going to take you, that's going to cost you another 10 minutes of this message for laughing at me. Psalm 37, my hope is in thee. The source is God. Jeremiah, who went through great trial in chapter 17, verse number seven, he said, blessed is the man who trusted in the Lord and his hope is in the Lord. Here's a man that they never, he, he preached. He preached for 41 years and zero success. But he said, God's still my hope. My my hope is in the Lord. Page 217 in your songbook. It's a great old song. Who made the heaven and earth. God made it all. Have you noticed today, there's very few people publicly that are expressing the fact that God is God. And what we're doing in this country, we're rejecting God. We don't want God in the classroom. We don't want God in our courts. We don't want God in our government. We don't want God in our schools. We don't want God in our homes. We don't want God on the television. We don't want God on the airwaves. We don't want God God on the social media. We'll block you if you will. But I'll tell you what, our only hope is in God. Secondly, my hope's in not only the source, God, my hope is in the scriptures. Yes. D.L. Moody said this book could keep you from sin or sin will keep you from this book. What are you doing with the Word of God? What am I, I tell you, I, I can't live without it. You say, I don't understand it. Well, just keep reading. I was in a meeting with about maybe eight or nine guys this week on the IT, and I don't even know how to turn a computer on. I don't know anything about a computer. I would have to be probably one of the most ignorant men in this room with computers, and I'm all for it. We have them everywhere by the hundreds. But these guys are talking, 
And as they're talking, they said, ABWE, uh, QQQR, CCC3, I've got the ADW1, I've got the 1714, I've got the ADI. They're throwing these numbers around and, and these letters around. And I think, you know, literally, I'm thinking about probably 15 minutes. I thought, what are you guys talking about? I know John 3.16, but what is a, uh, what is a AUQI, whatever the numbers were? I mean, they're so, it's so boring, I, I didn't even take, it's like I told you before, my, 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 somebody texted me a text when I was start, starting to text, I can do that now, and they texted and they, they, they closed it out and said, uh, lots of love. I thought, that is a, that's gross, lots of love. I told my wife, I remember, I said, he, he texted me lots of love. She goes, what did he say? He said, well, I said, he abbreviated LOL. Wouldn't that feel creepy if a man texts you, Brother Bertram, uh, uh, lots of love? She said, that's not lots of love. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm losing my train. What is it? L-O-L. L oh, oh uh, lousy out loud. loud. I don't know. It's something with an L. Laugh out loud. I really did lose it there for a minute. I, I, you men and ladies are so smart with computers, and you can give, you know what, if you could do that, you can know words in a Bible that's not less than six-syllable words. There, there, there are words in here that, uh, I wonder what this means. Let's start right from the beginning. Now, you, 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 I know you've not been to Bible college, so you probably won't figure this out. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. Now, I know you probably don't know that because you've not been to Bible college and you don't have a master's degree in, in Bible, so you probably don't. But it says, in the beginning, God. So who was the creator? We are a smart crowd. He, what did he do? He created, what did he create? The heaven and the? See, I, you've learned more than I, LOL. No, you're not. If you know how to do all this computer stuff and all this, all, all this other thing that you folks, you, you can get something out of it. But it's, it's archaic. I'll tell you what's archaic when they made me in college take Shakespeare. That is archaic, my friend. I'm talking about the fact that the Word of God, the Bible says this in Psalm 119, my soul fainteth for my salvation. But I, I, I'm just, I'm having a hard time. But he says, but I hope in the Scriptures. I hope in Thy Word. My hope is in the Word of God. My soul fainteth, but I hope in Thy Word. I waited for the Lord, but I hope in His Word. I waited for the soul, my soul doth wait, but in His Word do I hope. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I, I tell you, I, I don't know a lot, and I really don't. I'm not trying to be critical myself, but I tell you what, this book, for, for all these many years, over 50 years in the ministry, I've been reading it every morning before this long, before the sun comes up. I read it, I study it, I feed upon it, I've tried to memorize it, I've tried to preach it, I've tried to live it, and it's still new every morning. I tell you what, the B-I-B-L-E will direct your path. God's Word will give a hope. I read in here about all the illustrations of men that failed, and yet God still used them. You know, when you write a book, you ought to write only the good things about a person. But God said, by the way, this man quit the ministry, Jeremiah. 
But the word of God burned in his heart. He had to keep on going. God gave us the failures, but God gave us also when they returned back to him. I want to say to thank God for the hope. I want to claim the promises of God. Sometimes I go down the road and I, I've not had the radio on in my cars for coming up on two years. I just keep it off. I don't listen to the news. I don't listen to the AM. I don't listen to the FM. I don't have XM, but if I did, I don't want to listen to that. I don't listen to it at all. But I tell you what, I sometimes will get on a theme and I'll try to quote scripture about themes. I, I've been so much during COVID claiming the promises of God. I can do all things through Christ. That's the word of God. I, can, I claim the promises of God. I am more than a conqueror through him that loved us so. I claim the promises of God that we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Claim the promises of God. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. All the blessings of his love divine. Every promise in the book is mine. Oh, this book is full of promises. God says 365 times in the Bible, fear not. 365 days in a year. He said, I just want to remind you, 365, fear not. The middle verse in the Bible, Psalm 118, it is better to trust, trust in the Lord, but put confidence in man. I'm going to put trust. I'm going to put faith. I thought the old Bible, this precious old Bible, it has meant so much to me. I love the Word of God. I'm talking about the fact that there's a source, it's God. I'm talking about if I'm going to have hope, there's scriptures. There's sacredness. By sacredness, I mean holiness. I will not have hope when I do not have holiness. I want you to know that the Bible says this, the Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear. Stop right there, fear. That means you bite your nails off, no. The word fear, if you'll see in Psalm 119, he tells you what the fear of the Lord is. And the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, but the fear of the Lord is to place a reverential trust in God. I forget who I was speaking to this morning, a little boy with his mother. I think maybe I just thought of it. I think it was maybe the man's. And Asher had his little blue New Testament, and they were going to preschool. And I was shaking his hand, and we were shaking hands together out front. And all of a sudden, his little uh, Bible, little, little Bible dropped on the ground. And, uh, and immediate mom and dad were just so eager to get that Bible picked up, get it off. Uh, when I drop a Bible once in a while or something, I always, I, say, I always say, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me. I, I love that Bible. You know what that is? That's having a fear of God. Not that God's going to kill me for dropping my Bible, but I have a, such a, he's such a holy God. Amen. I was reading something this week, and it talked about Jesus Christ Superstar. It came out in 1971, I think it was, and many of us remember when that, that whatever it was, I don't know what it was, but it was music, I know, or a movie or something, and when it came out, Jesus, and we, I heard preachers preaching, how can we talk about Jesus being a superstar, the blasphemy of it all? I want you to know, you're going to have hope. You're going to have to see who God is. Them that fear him and place or put their hope in him. When I fear the Lord, when I reverence the Lord, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, when I, when I walk in reverence of him, when I keep my life clean before God and unspotted by the grace of God, how we ought to try to live 
I'll tell you what, a clean life produces hope. Something's not clean in me when I lose my hope. I want to go back. I was talking to some man this week. You know, when, when I was a teenager, we were driving the cars that were in the 1940s and 1950s, early 60s. And you could fix those cars. You could repair those cars. You could work on the carburetor. There was no such thing as computer. Our buses have two computers that you have to have on as you repair each bus. And we had to buy computers in the program just to maintain those buses. Buses! When I was rebuilding cars and rebuilding motors and rebuilding water pumps and rebuilding carburetors and fixing cars and flipping them even in high school, I want you to know it was not that difficult thing. If it was running rough, you just took your little screwdriver and began to work on the jets and you turned it a little bit on that carburetor. But now with the fuel and jet, now the way it all is, the way it's created, you can't work on them. You know, in the Christian life, it's like the old Model T. You can do a diagnostic test on your life. If you're dirty, you don't have hope. If you or I are unclean, we don't have hope. If I regard iniquity in my heart, I can't have hope. If I'm angry at the world, I cannot have hope. If I'm upset with my family, I cannot have hope. If I'm upset with God because of some situation, I don't have hope. My hope, my hope is in God and in His righteousness, not my righteousness. So I think I'm doing pretty good. Well, then you're not very close to God. Because the closer you get to God, who is light, He shines on our dirt. I'm telling you today, I have hope because of the Scriptures. I have hope because I serve a sacred God. I have hope because the God is God is my source. I was singing this morning, oh, to be like thee, oh, to be like thee, precious Redeemer, pure as thou art. Then I sang, earthly treasures vainly call me. I would be like Jesus. I want to be like him. I'm so far, I'm so frail, I'm so feeble, but oh, I want to be like him. You deserve a pastor like that. I can't say that I'm always there. I can't say every day that I'm a perfect Christian, a flawless Christian, but I can't say this, I'm working at it. I want you to know today that there is hope, and if I do not have a holiness toward God and a sacredness toward God, and it reveals in my life, then I don't have hope. You have to have hope. Mama, your children deserve a mama that has hope. They don't deserve you to be running around crying all the time over every, uh, every major issue. I'm not saying you cannot cry. I'm not saying there are not things that move you and break your heart. I'm not saying that. I am saying that everything is a drama in life. You're going to have to get a hold of yourself. Better yet, God's going to have to get a hold of you, mom and dad. I want to give you number four. I told you I had nine. I'll be done. You know, it creates hope for me, the Spirit. If you haven't figured out, they're all S's. Now the God of hope, through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, He guides us, He convicts us, He comforts us. I wish I could just, the Lord just brought to my attention, I can't remember what it was. But this week, the Spirit of God said something to me, and I said, now, Lord, I I know that, but I just can't do that right now. And immediately, I was convicted. I missed the opportunity. 
God was speaking to me. And when God speaks, I want to always say yes. You know, when God speaks, how do you know that? Well, it's sort of like marriage. Mr. Treber and I, this year, will celebrate 50 years of marriage. I know her. I, I just know her. I know what she's thinking. Sometimes. She knows what I'm thinking all the time. Brother Rocky and Bobby Baker, our friends, we were in my high school there in your church. And she, she, he said to me, we were having lunch together, Jack, listen to this. Bobby, his wife, Bobby Burke, and now Bobby, what's Rocky and Bobby's last name? I can't remember right now. Forget it. It doesn't matter. But, but Bobby, he said, hey, Jack. Bobby can now read minds. I said, what? He goes, oh, yeah. She'll look at me and say, Rocky, I know what you're thinking. He goes, I don't even know what I'm thinking. How does she know what I'm thinking? <laughs> Women can do that, right, ladies? You're supposed to be silent in church. How do women, they just know. It, 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 our life is such a wonderful journey. I, I know her. She knows me. But we've been walking together for all these years. We've gone through happy moments. We've gone through storms together. And we've gone through the joy of childhood together. And we've gone through the joy of marriage. And we've gone through the joy of grandkids. And we've gone through the joy of this and that and the sorrows of different things. May I tell you something? I know her. I know her. She knows me. And you see, I don't know the Lord like, like what you're talking about. Just keep walking with him. Yes. Just keep walking with him. You walk with him and he talks with you. Yeah, you'll, you'll know the prompting of the Holy Spirit of God. And by the way, you don't have to be a pastor. Some of you, some of you that know the Lord and have walked with God a lifetime, I, you're my model, you're my example. I think of how you know God and walk with God and trust God and believe God. Yes, the, the source of hope is God. The scriptures is hope. The spirit of God is hope. Sacredness and holiness is hope. As we prepare to leave out of here in just a moment, I think I'll drop off number five and number six and number nine and number eight. Let's close with this. I tell you what gives me hope. Amen. Streets of God. Streets of gold. Streets of gold. I am going to a city where the streets of gold are laid. I'm going there. I'm looking forward to heaven. I have a longing to go one day. God says in Colossians 1.5, and the word of God is so powerful for the hope for the hope, where can I get hope? It's laid up in heaven. Don't look so much down here. Keep your eyes looking for the, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, is set down at the throne. My citizenship, Paul says, is in heaven. I have great hope when I'm thinking, 
I'm nearing the shore. I'm nearing the shore. She said, well, yeah, but you're acting like you're an old man. Oh, no, you might go, and you're much younger. You might go long before I go. But soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you what. Streets of gold. Don't drive your stakes too deep, brethren. We're moving in the morning. One day soon, we're going to go to heaven for all eternity. That gives me hope. That doesn't give me fear. That gives me hope. There's no pain. There's no sin. There's no suffering. There's no night there. The gates of the city, they're 12, and yet they're not locked. They're open all the time because there's no night there, and there's safety there. You don't have to have an alarm. You don't have to have a Smith & Wesson. You don't have to have a gun. Because I tell you what, there's no sin there. That gives me great hope. Amen. Because one day soon we're going. I have so much more I want to say, but I want you to go back to verse 20. All hope that we should be saved was taken away. Never live in the fact that there's no hope. An old preacher in the 1800s, he was always called upon when a member of his church was dying. His policy was to go to the home and always read the scripture and sing a song. I think of so many of your loved ones and I've been at the home or I've been at the hospital and so often we'll sing a song. We just sing a song. Once in a while, it led to some families where we sing several songs, and it seems like they wanted that. This preacher would read the scripture and would sing a song. One day in 1834, he was called to see this woman. Her husband had called, my wife's passing, and summons for the preacher, and he came. When he got there, he opened the Bible and read the Bible to her. And she said, Pastor, in a very feeble voice, Sing me a song. He said, it's an unusual thing. Even all the way over here, I don't have a song. I just, I, 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 there's songs I can sing, but I don't feel led. And I'm sure he could have sung Holy, 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 or Great is Thy Faith, or whatever songs were written at that time. He said, I just don't have a song to sing. He pulled out a piece of paper, and he said, you know, I have this song, this, this, these words I wrote, and I'm going to sing these words to you. And, and he said, here is what I wrote. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust a sweeter frame but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Your hope is in God. It may look hopeless today. You have to live in hope. The truth is I'm now to my message I won't give it to you. I had three observations about these storms. Let me just say them to you. It's dangerous 
to see hope in the situation. You cannot look to the situation. You'll never receive hope from the situation. It's dangerous, secondly, to leave the ship. And thirdly, it's dangerous to follow fear and let fear govern your life. I don't know what's going to happen this week, but I don't have to fear tomorrow. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds the future. I know who holds my hand. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.